Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, well. Good morning, everybody. It is Hardline here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Joe Beamer, Brenda Alacy. Brenda, good morning. Good morning, Joe. Welcome to everybody. Busy show today. Can't wait to dive right in. Yes, Pro Bowl Sunday. Uh, we will <laughs> get to that preview later in the show. No, obviously, I'm kidding. Yesterday, there was a very important meeting. We talked about it a little on Friday. The eight county chairs in NY27, as well as the New York GOP chair, had a meeting with the four declared candidates. And after said meeting, Chris Jacobs was selected to represent the GOP in the special election that most of us think will be April 28th. And we are very fortunate to have Chris Jacobs with us this morning. Chris, good morning. Good morning. Now, uh, obvious first question. You are the guy running against Nate McMurray. What is your message against Nate in the special election? Well, I, a big part of my message will be that I'm 100% supportive of what President Trump is doing for our country. I want to go to Washington to be a fighter alongside President Trump, an ally with him. Uh, I believe he will be elected to a second term. I want to make sure that he succeeds in continuing to do the great things he's been doing uh, to get our country back on track in terms of uh, revising, uh, lowering our taxes and getting our economy going like we've never seen it in decades, uh, renegotiating trade deals that are fair for America and good for, Amer- uh, for putting America first, and securing our border. And I think uh, uh, on and on and on, he's just been... Uh, just killing it as far as what was going on through the country. So I want to be a fighter alongside of him. And uh, uh, my opponent uh, wants to go in another direction uh, along you know, with the uh, efforts to uh, push uh, the United States towards socialism. And I just don't think the uh, residents of, of the 27th District are aligned with that way of thinking. And uh, so I'm, I'm very confident in my ability to win this. And uh, certainly more to come. I just uh, transitioned out of a a very competitive effort to get the nomination. Uh, a lot of colleagues and friends were in the mix there, who I, I think highly of, and all were talented and brought great skills. So I'm very humbled and, and, and very grateful to be able to be chosen amongst uh, that group. Now, Chris, what did you think of the selection process uh, to pick a, nominate, a nominee for the special election? Well, I first say that uh, the election by eight county chairs was not ideal for me. I was, I was when I got in the race over eight months ago, uh, Chris Collins was still talking about running, uh, and uh, I at least thought he was going to be in through the majority of his term. So I anticipated a Republican primary and a general election. So um, I run for office to try to get people to vote for me and, and the, the rank and file voter. Uh, but you know, Chris Collins left early, it caused a special election, and, and so I didn't uh, anticipate this, I didn't want this 
uh, nor did the chairman, and they were it was thrust upon them. But I think they did a good job and uh, and uh, worked uh, worked with the process. And, and frankly, you know, the, the specials have happened before, and it's pretty much the same process that we've seen in previous years when uh, when a special was was called and and you need to choose, you know you don't have a primary in a special election; it's just chosen. So it's. It is the way it is, and I think they did a good job. Uh, Chris, you mentioned that you have respect for the uh, many uh, competitors in the race and that you emerged uh, as the candidate. Uh, tell us, what, what do you bring specifically to the table that some of the other candidates don't? Well, I think that I, uh, first and foremost, I'm, I'm a business owner. I've owned my own business for the last 18 years, so the perspective from the private sector, I think, is one unique element. I've also had the ability to uh, serve in pretty much every level, serve stints at pretty much every level of government, uh, a local school board member uh, for a number of years to the federal government when I worked with Jack Kemp, and certainly now in, in the Senate, state Senate, and as uh, five years as Erie County Clerk. So I think I have a good range of experience at multiple levels of government. And, you know, when you're in Congress, uh, you're not on an island. You, it is critical that you partner and work with and listen to local officials. So you are doing what is needed in the community. Uh, so I think that that perspective uh, and also bringing a business mindset, uh, I think that diversity of experience uh, brought a, a unique skill set that I conveyed that I thought I had a skill set that would make me more impactful uh, as a congressman than the others. And uh, I, I'm heartened to uh, think that they uh, kind of it resonated with them, the Chris, chairman. Chris, uh, NY27 is certainly sprawling. Uh, some people have said it's the same size as Rhode Island with, you know, uh, urban, suburban, rural constituents. How soon do you plan to get out there and start talking to the people of NY27? Well, I I really have been doing that. I, I announced over eight months ago, so I announced far earlier than anyone else because I it is correct. It is a very large and diverse district. So I wanted to get around. I'm from Erie County, so I don't claim to know everything about Ontario County, Orleans County, or Livingston, Wyoming, uh, Ontario, and parts of Monroe and Niagara. So I've been trying to get out and get around, and I, I, I will intend to continue to keep that activity out because that's how you learn, by talking to people. I mean, for instance, I was in Wyoming County the other day. A major issue, I was in a uh, dairy farmer's home talking with him, and he said to me, Chris, try to try to make a call right now. And I looked at my phone, and there was no, no service. Huge issue in r- many of our rural counties is Internet access. Um, so when I'm down in Washington, if I am lucky enough to be there, advocating for a new infrastructure bill, I'm going to say, folks, Internet is infrastructure as important as a road or a bridge nowadays. And, you know, I need to be advocating for those things, and I only learn that by being out. So I think I'm on the right track, but certainly much more activity to go around the district. Chris, what is your your take on this impeachment trial that's been going on? Your opponent, very much for it. He had uh, rallies before it even started. What is your take on what's going on in D.C.? Uh, I think it's really uh, it's a, it's a sad state uh, for our country. Uh, there, I I think I just believe that any way you look at this, this just does not lead to the level of an impeachable offense. Uh, I think this Sully's impeachment impeachment should be something that is a last resort for the most egregious of crimes, and 
And to do this on a, a purely partisan way, it's never happened before this way. To do something that, in, that any way you look at it is not a crime, never been done this way. And to do it in an election year when the, 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 the candidate, you know, the voters, were, if they don't like Donald Trump, they can vote against him this November. To do this now, I, I just think for all those reasons, it is really a, a kind of a pathetic activity, sad activity. And my hope is it doesn't cause a situation where now uh, impeachment is just used as another political tool and we see impeachment happening all the time. Uh, but uh, I think we will look back and I think Democrats uh, will regret doing this. And I think it's going to be very harmful to them in the polls. But uh, politics aside, I just don't think it's good for this republic. I certainly hope it ends soon so we can move on and get, get back to things that really matter in people's lives. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you in studio February 9th. Okay, thank you very much, both. Thank Thanks, you, Chris. Chris. That is Chris Jacobs. He is, well, will be running against Nate McMurray for NY27. Special election has not officially been announced, but we think it'll be April 28th, the day of the Democrat primary. We will be talking about that and much, much more with Michael Caputo when we come back. It's Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back to Hardline here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Joe Beamer, Brenda Alacy, and Michael Caputo joining the show. Michael, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me in. Oh, thanks for uh, thanks for being on. Well, you guys have really improved this show. You really have. You do a great work. You do great work. Well, Michael, I appreciate that. You Thank know, you. all the more reason that I brought in milk and water for Caputo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you an extra serving just for the there you go. Michael. Let's Thank go. you for being here. It's I'll, great to have you in the studio. You. Now, Michael, before we get to uh, other topics, you just heard from Chris Jacobs. What do you think, how do you think of this NY27 shaping out? Uh, first of all, a big congratulations to Chris Jacobs. Um, he, he's a man who's served this community for a long, long time uh, from a family who's been a, a huge backer of Buffalo for a long, long time. So big congratulations to him. You know, I uh, uh, I was organizing David Bellavia's run, uh, running what they call a draft. I ran David Bellavia's primary in 12 against uh, Chris Collins. And uh, I, I must tell you, the, the selection process instead of an election process is gross. It really is gross. It's disappointing. It smells bad. It's awful. And it's what we got. And that's all we got. I'm sick of it. Every rank and file member of the Republican committee in each of these eight counties is all, they're all sick of it. And the fact that old bulls, you know, the chairman can get together in a smoke filled room. Actually, I don't think, I think only one of them smokes, but in a smoke filled room and make these decisions, uh, it's bad enough. But there is horse trading going on between all these guys. Hopefully all legal. I think probably so. I mean, uh, I know most of these chairmen. Most of them are above reproach. Not all of them, but there's horse trading going on, like, you know, as politicians do. So you're basically selecting a candidate uh, with elite horse trading. Uh, but it's what we got. It's what the rules call for. And we're stuck with it 
Uh, we've been stuck with it before in New York 27. As a resident of the district, I'm disgusted by it. But every single one of the people who was vying for this position was qualified for it and will serve as well. Um, Michael, I wanted to ask you specifically about what Stefan Mahailu said, where he said the fix was in. There was no transparency. It's exactly what you're talking about, right? It's just the way the world works at this point. It is. I think Stefan's uh, uh, the, one of the victims of it. Uh, he's absolutely correct. Um, the fact that the state chairman, Nick Langworthy, who's from Erie County, our former chairman here, felt the need to go and ride herd at the meeting and get directly involved as he did was displeasing all of the chairs except one. And and everybody thought it was awful. He and, and Stefan and Nick have some some disagreements between the two of them. But, you know, people who defend Nick say, look, Nick is chairman of the state now, and he has to make sure these things happen well in a district that should go red. Uh, because he's so busy trying to win blue ones and purple ones. So that's his defense, and I, I think it's a viable defense. But Stefan is right. It's it, The fix was in. The horse trading started weeks ago. And when Jeffrey Freeland came in, by the way, you, you may not know this, but the White House called every single county chairman to tell them, you need to interview Jeffrey Freeland. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. All of a sudden, this candidate emerged out of seemingly nowhere michael what was the the background why why did that happen do you think and why did the white house get involved at this late date well you know jeff is uh uh he, he he's been in republican politics in this region for forever uh, everybody who's uh who knows trump knows uh, jeffrey freeland jeffrey came uh to the trump camp early uh, he's been probably the number one advocate for the president's agenda in Congress over just about any congressman. He's in charge of implementing the legislation that the president wants. He is a fighter for the president. At the same time, he is a senior staff manager of the impeachment team. There is no, I mean, let's just face it, Jeff Freeland is a a right-hand man to the president of the United States. He's been talking about this for quite some time. He actually was interested in the last time around when Chris was out and then back in again. The chairman have known of his interest for a while. To say that they, you know, they were surprised by this is disingenuous. But you know, Jeff has been trying to make sure the president doesn't get impeached, so he's a little bit busy to go around and participate in the horse trading. Well, then why put him in a position like that when they're in the midst of the impeachment trial? Well, Jeff has aspirations. He wants to serve his community in a different way. I, I admire Jeff Freeland very much. I think everybody in the process does. I hope that he was given a fair hearing. But in the end, the the exchanges had been made. The horse trading was done. The horses are already loaded up in the different trailers, and they're taken off down the road. And then the president in the White House calls and said, we'd like you to consider someone. It's a tough haul. One of the other candidates is Beth Perlato, the um the attorney from Darien, who is also a town justice, who said she's going to wait for the primary. What's your view of her, Michael, as a candidate? Mm -hmm. And uh, do you think she has a shot at all? Well, Beth is as strong as anyone in conservative principles. She's as much of a defender of the president as anyone in this field. Um, for example, Jeffrey Freeland, uh, I'd say he's he's the gold standard of Trump. But I don't know if Jeff will run against an incumbent if if Chris wins, because it's difficult for him. He's coming from the White House and goes and runs against a sitting Republican congressman in a safe district. That's a tough call for a loyalist of, of Trump. That but Beth Parlato, she is you know uh, a solid conservative, already served the public as a judge, and her interview was first, and it was a really difficult one from every... Every everything that I've been told by people in the room, 
she had difficult exchanges with the chairman. She's particularly frustrated by this process and thinks that it's out of whack. That was my, my point on Friday was, was these eight county chairmen, they're really picking someone to have the upper hand if there is a primary for the November election. True. Because if Chris wins and beats Nate McMurray, he will have the upper hand. I don't even know. Do you think there will be a primary if yes. Chris Jacobs wins? There will still no be doubt. people? You can you can believe it. Beth Parlato is going in there swinging. Uh, Stefan Mahailu is going in there swinging. I don't think Stefan ever really thought of any other path but primary because he just wasn't interested in the horse trading. Um, uh, so, yes, there will be a primary. And here's the challenge. This whole selection instead of election process serves only one person. That's Nate McMurray. Nate McMurray is the one who won yesterday, no matter how you slice it, no matter who they picked. I don't care if they picked Donald Trump himself or State Senator Jesus H. Christ. It doesn't matter who they picked. The winner yesterday was Nate McMurray. Because of this, there is div- there, there's a divisive problem between these candidates. They all have significant camps of supporters. All of them do. And most of them who are running against, uh, who are planning to run against uh, uh, Chris in the primary are probably going to sit out the, uh, the the special election, which begs the question, can Chris Jacobs win if a significant portion of the, of, the, of the reliable Republican electorate doesn't come out on a day when they don't have to come out because it's only a Democrat primary day? Right, and you'll have Democrats who are going to go, be going out to vote for their So the, in your heart as a Republican, you have to ask your question, yourself a question. Are you willing to let Nate McMurray win this seat and have Nate McMurray as a congressman for seven months, oh my gosh, in New York 27, just so you can get your candidate in to win the primary and the general election? That's a tough question for people. And not out of the realm. No, it's not. It's, I think I have, I have sp- spoken uh, critically of Nate McMurray. Uh, I think he's got a path to win in the special election if everybody sits this out. All right. By the way, Nate McMurray will be on the February 9th hard line. We reached out for him today. Couldn't make it. He will be the 10 o'clock hour on February 9th. Chris Jacobs will be the 11 o'clock hour on February 9th. So two weeks from today, you won't want to miss that. When we come back, we will talk to Michael about everything going on in D.C. and his TV special and book. It is Hardline here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to Hardline here on News Radio 930. WBEN, Joe Beamer, Brenda Alacy, and Michael Caputo joining us today. Michael, uh, yesterday, last night on OAN, I saw your face. Mm-hmm. You were mm-hmm. on there. The Ukraine, the Ukrainian hoax. The Ukraine hoax. The Ukraine hoax. Now, if you missed it, it is on again tonight at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. And Michael, tell us, tell the viewers who are going to tune in tonight what to expect. I'll tell you, uh, uh, this was uh, an amazing. Uh, co- a series of coincidences that has me right in the middle of the, the issue again. Uh, and, and very quickly, over the summer, my wife and children and I went to Puerto Rico to work for the uh, Hurricane Maria Survivors Fund as their the head of their PR to help with the victims. And you know, because let's just face it, the people of Puerto Rico are screwed, and they have been for now now earthquakes. When I was down there, I was brought in a. a uh, an Academy Award-nominated director, an Academy Award-nominated producer to do a documentary film about these people languishing two years after the hurricane. Short answer, we raised money, and some of the money disappeared. I lost my producer and director. My wife and I in, in Puerto Rico were like, well, what should I do with my desire to do a documentary? Well, do one yourself. Any one of us listening here could do a documentary. You could shoot it with your iPhone. We didn't. We shot with prosumer uh, equipment. But we, my wife said, the best thing for you to do is do something you know about. I lived and worked in Ukraine. My wife is Ukrainian. We have family there. I go there all the time. And I understood that Joe Biden's son, if you uh, here on WBEN in 2014, when Hunter Biden was announced as a board member of Burisma, I was here on the air when it came out and when the press release was released. And I told the listeners here, this is a grift. He's going to make millions. And this is a way of washing the aid back into the pockets of wealthy people, of, of elite Americans. I said it then. It's It was true all through the five years he served there. I wanted to do a film on Biden and also on the Ukrainian uh, interference in our elections. I believe that Russia interfered in our elections. I absolutely do. But I believe the Ukrainians did as well. I went there to prove it. We went, visited family, shot the film. While I was there, I had several different meetings canceled. The, the former president, Poroshenko, was supposed to be interviewing with me. He disappeared. Shokin, the the prosecutor that everybody's uh, that 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 that, uh, that Joe Biden wanted to get fired, he disappeared. I couldn't understand why these people were ghosting me. I was like, uh, what uh, Forrest Gump standing there, like oh, I just was coming here to play ping pong, you know? And everything was melting down around me. Nothing to see here, right? <laughs> and I got I couldn't understand it, but I shot the film and we were I was fine. Got back to the United States. I'm writing the film. This whole thing blows up. The impeachment blows up. The day I arrived in Ukraine was the day that the whistleblower filed his complaint. So I was in the middle of all this, and I had no idea. 
So what happened next? You write this. Well, first of all, <laughs> and, and Marina you put, and I. Do you put the dots? You connect the dots. At this well, point? I do. the The film is an introduction to the problem. The uh, and and as I was writing, I had to rewrite the whole film. Obviously, right. uh, Donald Trump had nothing to do with the film I was doing. It was Biden. It was Ukraine. It was Obama. It was 2016, right? But I had to rewrite it as a result of impeachment. And my wife and I had to make a decision. Uh, whether or not it was, I wanted to continue, use all the footage I had, and do this project knowing that it was going to put us right back in the crosshairs again after the Russia investigations. Uh, Marina and I slept on it a couple of days. We decided to, go, to charge forward. As I was doing this film, writing it, putting it together, I, let's say the film is 9,000 words. I understood that I couldn't possibly reveal this whole thing in 9,000 words. So I had turned to my publisher, Bombardier Books, and I said, what do you think? They said, write a book. So I put 53,000 words behind this of chapter and verse and footnotes that prove here's what's the bottom line is. You may hear about billions of dollars in Joe Biden's pocket and, you know, Pegasus flying over the sun, right? Here's what the bottom line is. The impeachment is not just about protecting Joe Biden. It's about keeping Hunter Biden out of prison. Hunter Biden violated U.S. federal law as his partner, Devin Archer, did by lobbying his father and the Secretary of State, John Kerry, on behalf of the oligarch who owns Burisma. That's the bottom line. He goes to prison if Paul Manafort stays in prison. Michael, how did uh, President Obama play into this, if oh, he did it all? Completely. And I go through it in the film. Everything that led up to this got worse and worse and worse under Obama. You know, 91, Ukraine becomes independent of the Soviet Union. I go back to that. And under Obama, there was they were messing around so much in the U.S. Embassy in Kiev with Ukrainian politics that it led to a massacre of 130 people on the central square of Kiev called Maidan. 130 people murdered. And right after that, uh, uh, a, a president unpopular with Obama was thrown, ran, you know, basically fled. It was a coup. America loves coups. Let's just face it, we do. We don't talk about them, but we love them when they're in our favor. We always have Republicans and Democrats, but the Obama team loved the coup, and they and he made he made Biden the viceroy of Ukraine. And forty five days after this. Uh, massacre and his and Biden being appointed the head of Ukraine policy. Hunter Biden lands on the board of the most corrupt com- company in Ukraine. Is it unusual, Michael, for a president to appoint his VP as a viceroy of another country? How does that all work? And what do you mean by viceroy? It sounds like something out of medieval times. It does, and it is kind of medieval. But you, you, some of them call them, you know, different names. But it's basically someone that you appoint to to pay close attention to an issue that matters. Because the president, oftentimes, they call them czars, the energy czar. This, but he put, you know, he put he appointed Biden to run this because he couldn't pay close enough attention to it, but he thought that the Biden could, and oh boy, did he. he. He did, and his son got rich. So you have both a movie and a book, and the movie is on OAN, correct? It is. It's all available on theukrainehoax.com. My book is out on the 1st of March in the shelves, but you can buy it and the film uh, at theukrainehoax.com. And uh, digital downloads of the film, DVDs, whatever you want, theukrainehoax.com. And it's on again tonight. On, on again tonight. OAN. And also, I'm just, just, I just heard from the president of OAN. They had a lot of viewers last night. They're going to put it on again next weekend, awesome. Saturday and Sunday. That is awesome. So tonight, 10 o'clock, 
Believe me, the Grammys are going to be boring. I won't be watching it. <laughs> Make sure you watch Michael on OAN tonight. Right after my overbet on the NFL Pro Bowl hits, I will turn on OAN <laughs> and watch it again tonight. Hey, we got a few more questions for Michael. Sure. And we will ask them when we come back here on Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back. The hardline. You know, on. Joe, this is one of those Sundays where we could be on until six o'clock. Oh, we I mean, could. There is so much red meat oh, in I politics know. right now. So much to talk I about. I don't know how Meet the Press does it with only an hour. I know. Think about it. They don't Not do even. it well, that's how. Well, that's <laughs> <laughs> no comment. By the way, uh, we obviously have a, a full another hour here on this Sunday. Brenda and I are off next week. It's Super Bowl Sunday. And then on the ninth, a packed show. 10 a.m., Nate McMurray, full hour, in studio. 11 a.m., in studio, Chris Jacobs, full hour. So you know what? We take a bye week, but we come back even stronger. Absolutely. And speaking of today, we have a great guest in studio, a familiar name and face, Michael Caputo. Add filmmaker, author to his extensive mm-hmm. resume. Michael, congratulations That's on I make that. my wife say that now. Ah. It's like, what the, my husband's an author and a filmmaker. Oh. It sounds better than being a Trump advisor, getting his head kicked in by Robert Mueller. <laughs> now, on March 1st, uh, your book will be available on Amazon, correct? It is. Uh, uh, on Amazon, The Ukraine Hoax. Uh, on Amazon the first, but you can buy it now. Uh, anybody who listens to WBen, if you want, want me to, uh, uh, if you want me to uh, 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 sign it for you, just make a note in the comment section of your order that you're you're a WBen listener, and I'll make sure I do it for you. Nice, no cost. No cost. No cost. <laughs> He'll do it for free. Folks. Yeah, uh, the signature is free. The book costs a little money. There you go, Michael. You mentioned earlier about how you were in the Ukraine, or in it shouldn't be the Ukraine, right? In no. Ukraine when it was the Soviet republic yes. uh it, you call it the ukraine but now since it's independent it's you know semantics right, right? tomato 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 uh, but when you were in ukraine you were talking about how you had interviews lined up uh the former president mm-hmm. and other high-ranking officials and all of a sudden they weren't available right to that's you. what i called ghosting yes meaning that they just were there and then they were gone and and I couldn't understand. I, I, I drove forward. I, I didn't know what it was. I thought maybe I left my deodorant at home. I didn't I didn't understand. Uh, another thing that happened, um, it was spooky. Uh, I was in a restaurant and I walked by a table full of Americans and a couple of Ukrainians all speaking English. And I had been drinking vodka. Imagine that, right? With uh, with my team and uh, in in the Ukraine, in the Ukraine, in Ukraine and Russia, when you drink vodka, you you chase it with water or juice. So you make some trips to the bathroom when you're drinking. I walk by this table, clearly a bunch of Americans, middle, you know, younger than me, all sitting together. I I thought, oh, I'm just going to say hi on my way back. So I I walked by. I said, hi, how you doing? They looked at me like I dropped a tray of glassware, and I didn't understand that. And I walked by the waiter station where the where their server was. Entering Entering their food, I walked by and in Russian, I said to him, I said, ah, tourists. And he looked at me and said, no, gas. And I said, gas? Well, these people are here as guests of a gas company. You know who it was? These were congressional staffers. They are as guests of Burisma Gas, including a staffer from Adam Schiff's office. And I'm guessing that somehow or another, you know, they were just Either they recognized me or they thought I was, you know, a masher or something. These people were in Ukraine at the same time I was. Everything was going down around me. And frankly, it got a little dicey. 
So did you feel in danger at all? Or do you worry when you have your family over there too? It's one thing for you to protect yourself, but mm-hmm. it's got to be nerve wracking when your family's there. True. And and the problem is uh, we need to keep my family who lives there out. Like I talk about my brother-in-law in the film. He was on Maidan during the, the protests and I don't use his last name. I'm concerned about their safety. But, you know, we had bodyguards because no matter where you film in a foreign country, there's expensive equipment around. You always hire security. I had a bodyguard with me the whole time. We got permission to film everywhere. And we had a drone that we rented uh, to get the high, wide shots, you know, the sweeping shots of the Maidan, of Tbilisi, Georgia. It's beautiful from the sky. And we were in Maidan where we allowed, we were permitted to film. We were shooting a, a, a circle shot on the top of the monument there, and somebody shot our our drone out of the sky. We couldn't figure out whether it was a bullet or some kind of electronic jamming, but we were it, it came down at about 100 miles an hour, zoom, and it just hit and shattered in a million pieces right next to a family oh my of God. young children. And I, I know I freaked out. I thought somebody got hurt. Nobody got hurt. But that's the kind of place Ukraine is. There is more phony diplomats, spies, uh, murderers, assassins in Kiev, Ukraine today than anywhere in the world. Can Zelensky clean that up, do you think? I hope. I hope. I, I believe in him. When you saw these congressional uh, advisors at this restaurant, you didn't sound too shocked when you were telling us that. No, no, of course not. I mean, uh, there's a con- you know these congressional delegations travel all over the world, and you know it's a, it's a boondoggle. Uh, this is sponsored by uh, uh, Burisma and by the Atlantic Council, the Burisma uh, 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 you know non government organization in, in in the United States of analysts, and and it happens all the time. There are congressional de- delegations all over. When I worked for the Nicaraguan Contras down in uh, in Honduras, we had congressional delegations coming down all the time. So it's normal. But what surprised me afterward is that, first of all, I found out in September, like everybody else did, that Adam Schiff's aide was in that group. That shocked me. But also, a couple days later, I was standing in front of Burisma Energy's offices doing a stand-up for the film, and the same group entered the gas company's offices. Wow. So the waiter was correct. Yeah. The waiter was, he's like. Now, let me ask you, the um, ambassador to Ukraine who has mm-hmm. been in the news or the former ambassador. Marie Ivanovich. Yeah. Thank you. Because I didn't want to butcher the name. You so. perfectly pronounced it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, how does she play into all of this? Um, uh, understand that the president of the United States uh, can recall an ambassador for any reason. Passing gas, mixing the Kool-Aid wrong. Whatever it is, they can call them back for any reason. Marie Ivanovich was appointed ambassador soon after the Maidan massacre. Soon after Hunter uh, uh, Joe Biden was made viceroy. Soon after Hunter Biden and his business partner joined the board of the most corrupt company in Ukraine. Soon after uh, the, the, the oligarch in charge of that gas company somehow didn't make it onto the sanctions list. Every other oligarch in Ukraine who had, had fled after the Maidan massacre was on the sanctions list. I wonder how he kept off the sanctions list, right? Mm-hmm. Marie Ivanovich, Ivanovich was brought in in the middle of all that. And she was, and I believe, and the, the law and order types in Ukraine believe that the American, uh, the U.S. Embassy in Kiev was helping to coordinate the Ukraine government's official interference in our 2016 election. Maria Ivanovich was at the Right in the in the catbird seat of that, I believe Marie Ivanovich had her fingerprints all over Ukraine's meddling in our election. And of course, when the president, first of all, I want to tell you this: in 2013, I had a long discussion with the president 
uh, when I wanted him to run for governor about official American corruption. And I talked to him about the corruption in Ukraine. And I said, you know, it, was, it wasn't until a year later uh, or, or six months later uh, that the, the massacre happened. And uh, I talked to the president once again after that about what was going down in Ukraine. And I mentioned it to him then that Hunter Biden had joined the most corrupt board in, in Ukraine. The president despises this stuff. He hates it. And, and to the point where, I mean, I'd never heard him swear before that. He swears. We all do. But I'd never heard it. His his commentary was, it wasn't proper for an FCC-regulated station. <laughs> the president hates this stuff. And he was bound and determined to investigate it, even at the cost of his presidency. And Yovanovitch was standing in the way, and now she's in America. We will have more with Michael Caputo, including NY27 Talk. We will start taking your calls on the entire process on the nominees. It'll now be Chris Jacobs against Nate McMurray. Both guests, again, we'll, we'll plug it again. We'll be on with Brenda and I February 9th. But more with Michael after the news here on News Radio 930 WBEN. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.